0: I have a question. Yeah, what's your name? My name's Dave. Okay, Dave, what's your question? How confident are you heading into the qualifying match, as you've never beaten Von
1: Wagner before?
0: Who the If you ever beat Dave, you think that was a five-star question? How many towns have you ever made? Have you even been in a f- ring? Every time I punch Von Wagner, I'm going to think of you, your stupid smug face. Now that
2: it's is a teachable moment.
0: It's pastel down. Just straight
2: punk bitch. I mean, you're just going to replace me.
1: Shut up. Random the Morales, the biggest slut in the Western ah. Hemisphere? Why do I have to have a buzzer? Ah.
2: You are now and will forever be an asshole.
1: Cause it's my show.
2: And I you, Greg. You guys know how to party.
0: You're welcome.
1: It is a Tuesday evening, Tuesday, September 27th, as I look at the computer to make sure I know what day it is, because I just don't sometimes. My name is Greg DeMarco, September 27th, 2022, by the way, just for the sake of history, because you never know when people might discover these things. My name is Greg DeMarco at Greg. His name is Patrick O'Dowd. He is the Wrestling Realist at Wrestling Realist. That's W R E S T L N G. R e a l i s t. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in a realist. And There is one in Patrick. And there is one in friend for the best friend and the wrestling realist Patrick O'Dowd at Chairshot Media. There is one in Chairshot as well. This is the Greg Demarco show. There's no I in the Greg Demarco show anywhere, anywhere at all. None.
2: No, it's a it's a team effort. So
1: there is an no I, I in 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 iTunes. There's an I in Spotify. There's not an I in Google Play, but there is an I in iHeartMedia. Those are platforms where you can listen to this show, along with many other platforms wherever you listen to podcasts that may or may not have an I in them. But you should listen anyway, regardless of the spelling, because the spelling doesn't matter. All of it rolls up under one umbrella. That's TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com.
0: TheChairShot.com.
1: Always use your head. There's also no eye in Adam and Cole in Bay or in Bay. None, no eye whatsoever. There's also there no eye. There's no eye in Dave Meltzer. There's no eye in Brian Alvarez. No. But guess what we're talking about today? Goddamn, Patrick O'Dowd. Oh, I didn't you know, there was like January. multiple different topics to talk about and then start getting stuff and I and realized then, And then
2: I started and then I started tweeting at you.
1: It was time to do this. There is an I in alive, but this week, Patrick O'Dowd, no one gets out alive. It's one of those shows, and I can't wait. I'm so excited because I just can't it's it's so stupid wrestling news with an S news with a Z it's stupid but sometimes it's more stupid than others and I feel like we're hitting one of those times
2: yeah I would say this is a particularly special kind of span of about let's see this uh Two days, actually. I I thought this went longer. I thought it was like a weekend thing, but the first thing I shared with you came from yesterday, uh, and then today, or actually not even today, it was the, uh, or no, no, it was today, because today is Tuesday when we're recording, so ratings came out today. Um, Yep, ratings came out today. I thought you, at the very least, would be proud of me that I remembered to screenshot a Dave Meltzer tweet instead of sharing it with you in Twitter. And happy about that because there's, no sure. there's no i
1: there's no i in blocked but i am which, blocked so which, by i gotta the, ask
2: an important question though are you blocked by teddy long
1: no Leia. no i survived
2: congratulations the,
1: the, the teddy long block of 2022 were you blocked by by theodore r long i don't even follow the but that so, doesn't mean you're not blocked but, by him
2: oh i don't know i can i can look i i actually didn't check um what one moment, please?
1: One moment, um, please. Yes,
2: uh, please, please hold. Uh, let's see. Theo, no. <laughs> I can't even type Teddy. <laughs> Teddy,
1: it's I like mean, Teddy, like play a player search. or something like that.
2: Yeah, no Teddy Long, Teddy, play along. Um, oh, his tweets are protected,
1: so so you're not blocked.
2: I'm not blocked. But I haven't been approved because I've never, like, I haven't requested to follow or request access to Teddy's tweets. So um, I could try to see if I could, I could try to make the list. But, but I'm not blocked by Teddy
1: Long. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I just clicked follow, so I've, I've requested
0: a yep, Teddy Long
1: follow. There's so it. you do the same. It's pinging, we'll report back. Their approval. We'll report back at the end of the show to see if anybody uh, approved Patrick Dowd or myself, and then we can congratulate ourselves. We can say. Greg Demarco, Patrick O'Dowd. You just made the list. We'll find that Teddy out. Teddy
2: Long, by the way, only he's at forty six hundred and ninety nine tweets. I don't want him to tweet again.
1: You don't want him to get to forty seven hundred.
2: No, I want him to just stay on forty six ninety nine.
1: Is that a like, magical number?
2: No, it's not. It's just I don't want the even number. This is all about me, Greg. This is all about what. What if I he want just tweets in twice? My aesthetic. That just fucks. It. I mean, that fucks it all up. It's not even about the double zero I, it's it's the on the cusp of the zero that uh, is what
1: so he'd have to tweet a hundred more times
2: right for to me, get for back me to a
1: ninety nine
2: and I would actually be happier if he was at forty nine ninety nine and just didn't do that five thousand tweet so Teddy when you follow me I am going to tweet at you until you block me and, and just demand that you uh get to Forty nine ninety nine and then stop there. Leia.
1: That's a good one to stop at too. Okay. Right below five thousand.
2: Yeah. I also hear I haven't looked to see myself, and I know we don't pimp other people's merch. Uh, but apparently he's already made a shirt out of
1: it. He has, yes, he has.
2: On pro wrestling teas.com. There's there's a blocked by Teddy Long
1: death. shirt that I think is somewhat SmackDown. down in incorporated. Yeah,
2: I do believe so. I don't you can't find it on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot though. No, no, you can't. You can, only, you can the find the various other fighting. pieces
1: of merch yes. at Pro com forward slash a chair shot. Pretty much anything you could ever want or need. Um, well, maybe some things that you could want that aren't there, like MJF's Devil Worshipper shirt, which is great for church functions and, and family cookouts. But Absolutely. Uh, but you can get a chair shot logo shirt. You can get the, the Bandwagon Nerd shirt, the Safe Tag Team Wrestling shirt. Everybody Hates Greg. You can get, uh, you know, Slogans. You can get it all over at ProWrestlingTees.com dot forward slash the chair shot. Pick one up, enjoy it. You'll have a gay old time, uh, and that's okay to do. To have a gay old time, by the way, that that's nothing wrong with that. And, and the had a
2: gay
0: old
1: 20, time, and that was a very long time ago. And yet here we are in twenty twenty two, still with a problem with people trying to have a gay old time. I don't understand. I know, it. right? But that's not today's <laughs> topic. <laughs> Although if I wanted it to be, Patrick O'Dowd could talk for hours about it because he loves having a gay old true. time, as do I. And you know what? We've had gay We're gonna have had we going to have a gay old time. We're going to have a gay old time. We've had gay old times together before. We slept in the same bed, people. Now, I don't mind telling it's true, you.
2: True, we have. It. We, we have. We have
1: Sharon. the greatest weekend in the history of our sport in more ways mm-hmm. than one. I just say it so people can read into it however they want because they don't have a gay old time. They're afraid of a gay old time. And, well, uh, you know what? They're just going to have to get over it.
0: I feel like that's Here comes the big dog. The big dog, Roman Reigns. The big dog. And we kick off Monday Night Raw live tonight in Phoenix, Arizona. With the big dog. This is such good shit.
1: So do you want me to start with Alvarez or do you want to start with the, the ratings thing? What do you want to start with?
2: Well, let's, let's start with Alvarez just because... Okay. There's been all this talk about the myth that is contract tampering. And, so let me, I'll play know, it. like that big lie. Oh, you going to play
0: it. Okay. I'll
1: play it. And then, uh, I mean, they publish it themselves. So sure. What are they going to do? I don't care. Yeah. Let, let's go ahead and give it a listen.
0: Here's the deal, everybody. If you are a wrestler and you want to go
1: to AEW or WWE, I'm such a horrible person. I'm sitting there. If you are a wrestler and you want to go, I, I, I'm, I'm done. Here we go.
0: And you agree to perform there for three years. And then a year in, you decide you don't want to be there anymore. In my opinion, well, you're going to be there for two more years. You signed that deal. Now, I don't want to hear, well, you know, the guy I like is back in charge of WWE, so I want to go back. I've changed my... You signed a three-year deal. That's it. Now, the first thing everybody says is, well, you know, in WWE, when you sign a three-year deal, they expect you to stay there three years, but they can cut you in 90 days. That's horrible. That's not fair. Well, listen, if you want to argue that that's not a nice thing to do, if you want to argue that if you were Triple H, Nick Khan, whoever, you wouldn't do that, you can argue that. But you cannot argue it's not fair. Because you get a piece of paper, you get a contract, you hand it to your lawyer, your lawyer reads and explains everything to you, you know, going in that that's the way this contract is structured. Of course, it's a one sided contract. Have you ever signed a contract for anything? A contract is always going to be one sided to the person that's given you the contract. If you don't like it, you don't sign it. But once you sign it, you've committed to it. That's my thought on these contracts. And, oh, I want out now. Oh, you know, Hunter's back. <sighs> so,
1: so making fun on. of his nasally real quick, annoying. Real quick. Wes. Yes.
2: Real, real quick. Credit Wrestling Observer online. Yes. Now we've covered our bases. We have not copyright stolen anything. Um. Now you may go.
1: I mean, I guess so. Like,
2: I don't know. No, no. Do the right thing, Greg. Be the better man. Be the better man, DeMarco. You are. Acknowledge my, me. That's right. I'm acknowledging you. We are acknowledging Wrestling Observer online. Fuck Wrestling you, Observer live. Sorry. No, don't hate now. Right, 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 Alvarez on so, Wrestling Observer live.
1: And, and I feel bad because I, you know, as soon as I heard his voice, it, it just. I didn't make fun of it the first 14 times I listened to it in preparation for the show. And then immediately when I heard it, I was like, if you want to sign a contract, here's what you need to do. You need to understand. That's three years. I just, so you're right in, in what you said and what you said here. Factually, he is not wrong.
2: Exactly.
1: Factually, this is 100% correct. I've argued this. I've argued this in favor of AEW in a tweet tonight. And people, it's so funny. Some people probably think I'm like one of the AEW stands. Other people think I'm an e-drone. Really, I'm just one of the few people with any goddamn sense around here. But it's, yeah, you sign a contract. and, And I would love, just love to be able to go back in the 38. I'm just going by the hairline. I don't know how old Brian Alvarez is. I have no idea. I don't care. But. I'd love to go back in his history and find out if he ever at any point in his life got out of a contract. Cause I'm sure we all I, have.
2: Right here, here. I don't even care if he's ever gotten out of a contract himself. I am. It's particularly galling to me or not even galling. Like I'm not, I'm more embarrassed about this for this line of thinking and reporting because of how hard folks have advocated or at least painted the picture that they're advocating for the WWE to quote-unquote do the right thing and let somebody out of their contract when, when they want out. When these news reports have popped up time and time again when it was on the other foot and it was a dude from the WWE wanting out, Let's, let I don't know, Miro. When Miro wanted <laughs> go out,
1: Go with the most famous one. Go with Mustafa yeah. Ali.
2: Yeah, sure. Mustafa Ali. When he wanted out, it was all this like free Ali stuff. The WWE should do the right thing and let them go. They don't want to be there. They're miserable. Blah. And on and on and on and on. And suddenly here we are. And we've got some guys. In the AEW locker room, which and I, I forgot to share this one, which according to I think it was Melter, really the only the people who have spouses in the WWE that are wanting out are partners that are in the WWE that are wanting out. Like that's that's a new invented thing today. Um,
1: invented thing today. There is an I in invented,
2: right. But but now suddenly you signed a contract and you're in it for for three years and you you should you should just suck it up and deal and and you should stop whining about the contract being unfair like that's the that's the tack you you you're turning your reporting on on this on this into a support of this company like at this point if you argue that Brian Alvarez is somebody that's spouting news. Or as somebody that is spouting fair and objective opinions, you are not paying attention to what these guys are doing. Because this is this is laughable that suddenly we don't, we we are in support of the company and its contracts and its structures. And hey, you signed a contract and you're stuck as if you haven't been on the other shoe, tearing down the WWE, the big bad WWE for holding people to a contract.
1: Now right, that's just stupid. in twenty on November sixteenth, twenty nineteen, the Wrestling Observer newsletter reported that Oni Lorkin has requested his WWE release. At eleven thirty six PM, I don't know the time zone. On November sixteenth, twenty nineteen, Brian Alvarez quote tweeted that bit of news with in all capital letters, everything is fine. Not you signed the contract. Not you, you you should have known what you signed, whatever. He used that bit of news to push his anti-WWE narrative, which I try to be fair to these guys. I do. They just make it real hard. But When you're actually being fair, they make it real hard to be positive because they continue to do stupid things as well on their own. So I, you're right in what you have said in, in that – he doesn't have the same take when it's in the other direction, and that to me is that that's where it becomes this. It's it's not about accuracy. It's not about a contract. It's not about any of that stuff. It is about their shitty narrative. It really, truly right. is.
2: And, and we refuse, and the refusal to acknowledge that there have been times when the WWE has let somebody out of their contract. Oh yeah. I mean, but, but we won't we won't talk about that. We won't talk about that because they didn't concede right away. Like the second somebody asked for their release, they didn't concede. Uh, whatever. You know, but it also
1: was followed up commentary. on by Dave Meltzer saying that Tony Khan has made it very clear he's not letting anybody out of their contracts. Right. So,
2: so who's the bad guy?
1: And this has who's caused people guy? on Twitter to point out, to somewhat be negative towards AEW. To even talk about the fact that they're not comfortable with this. And this is where I i think what you and I do, you, Greg and Miranda, when she's here or on the hashtag Miranda show, what we do better than anybody is understand situations like these purely from the what is going on inside the head of a certain human being, even though we're not in those heads. Okay, we're not in those heads. I don't want to be in the head of nearly everybody on wrestling Twitter. Honestly, I think we don't want to be in anybody's head. We'd probably be blown away and scared and run away and hide in the hole and never come out. But these people online who were saying that they don't think it's right, that Tony Khan is holding these people to contracts, that WWE holds these contracts, whatever, are because they're afraid that someday in their life they could be held to a contract that they want to get out of. They're putting themselves in the shoes of a person who doesn't want to be somewhere because most of us have had a situation in our lives where we don't want to be somewhere. And and so they're scared at the thought of maybe this could happen to me. And so I want to have all my freedoms, regardless of what papers I sign that are legally binding. And so I'm going to lean in support of that, which is fine. That, that's, that's where that's coming from. But as I replied to somebody earlier who said they weren't comfortable with this, what's the point of signing the contract then? Right. Like, what is it? Because they don't like it when WWE releases somebody from their contract. that nope. At that point, they want the contract to be on. Basically, they want a wrestler wrestling for WWE to be employed at the will of the wrestler. But then they want a wrestler who's being employed by elite Wrestling to be employed at the will of the employer. And it just doesn't work that way.
2: No, it really doesn't. And it also really reinforces something we've talked about uh, with folks outside of this media narrative too, in regards to how they they think everyone should view working at aew. like they can't wrap their heads around that people might be unhappy there like that that is a thing like this like some of these like Twitter folks responses uh, that are there like you you just aren't. Doing it right at AEW and don't understand. Like I don't. They can't. They can't seem to see that sometimes you take a job that's not a good job for you, and then you know when you realize, hey, this isn't a good job for me, and maybe I want out. That that that's okay. Now they might not be able to get out because, like you said, hey, you're in a contract, and Tony Khan has made it clear he's not going to let you out. People people take the wrong job all the time, like all the time. Everybody here is taking it. You know, everybody listening is taking a job that wasn't good for them, Mm -hmm. um, and wasn't the right job for them, and they wanted out sooner than they actually left uh, for whatever reason. So, yeah, it's just a it's it's a don't just it's it's the double standard. It's the different standards. It's the different bars, and and it's like this is blatant. This is blatant.
1: It is. It's absolutely blatant. It's like you've said, it, oh. it's, it's a hundred percent blatant. Let me read you something. Okay. I'm going to read something that, and, and it's, it's, I want you to listen to this and see what Dave Meltzer has to say about the backstage environment and, and what it's like being a member of the AEW roster to say behind the scenes is tumultuous would be an everyday thing. But the situation has become far more extreme than usual. It is impossible to have 100 wrestlers under contract and keep them all happy under any circumstances. It's even harder here because the the most talented wrestlers are used in the middle and the top slots are locked up by people who have the name power and connections. And there's little upward mobility unless you're one of the stars, unless one of the stars brings you up to their level. It makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Makes absolutely 100%. This is Dave Meltzer in the 90s talking about WCW. That's where that quote comes from. It has nothing to do with all elite wrestling. But it sounds like the exact same thing. Right. It all starts at the top. In everything. It's, It's one of the reasons why I love my current job more than pretty much any other job I've ever held except for one is because my boss is fantastic and I get to work from home. (laughs) And the only job I ever liked more than this was because my boss was fantastic and I was mobile all day. Drove around all day on the company's dime and a company vehicle with a company gas card, inspecting things, started at my house, ended at my house. I had that freedom. I can walk downstairs and I can wash the dishes if I want to go back upstairs. And I was gone for like 10 minutes. The same as, you know, middle of the day, got to use the bathroom in the office. I don't have to commute. I don't have to deal with any of that. I got my own refrigerator. I don't need to worry about anybody stealing my lunch in the break room. I got my own bathroom. If it's not clean, it's my own fault. All that stuff. But it all starts at the top. It's the same thing with AEW. Everybody wants to give Tony Khan a pass when he's the root of most of the problems. And if he's not the root of the problems, he's the one enabling the root of the problems. And that's a problem. And that's a huge problem. And that is where I just, you know, I, I just don't, I, I don't know why everybody loves running to his defense. But I do know why. But I think it's just stupid. There is an I in stupid. I, I don't stupid. like Pat, like help explain it to me so you can explain it to everybody else. Why is everyone so in love with? Tony Khan, and tries their best to rationalize everything this idiot does.
2: Well, when you say everyone, I'm, I'm going to a large say majority the audience,
1: a large majority like, of, of their you're right, their audience, and most of wrestling Twitter.
2: Well, it's how do, how do I say this nicely? Um, actually, no, I'm not going to say this. It's it's a it's a it's a pig headed refusal. Uh, it's a pig headed refusal to look at what is staring you in the face and, and speaking to you because you don't you, you don't want to buy that the thing you, you put that, that you fell in love with the idea of the thing you fell in love with isn't the thing you fell in love with. And so you tell yourself that this is okay because It helps you convince yourself that the thing that's not so great is great. Uh, and it can, it allows you to be like, I can't believe you like you, you, you want to make AEW great. So the head of the table has got to be great, so to speak, or, or, you know, the head of the snake, if you will. Tony, Tony Khan has to be brilliant and you have to support what Tony Khan is saying. If you're going to then try to convince everybody that AEW is the greatest wrestling company since sliced bread and, and it's doing it all right, it's pretty good. Um, one of the hardest things I listen to daily and is a great example of this of somebody who tells themselves that it's great is Jim Ross. is Listen to Jim Ross, and he's a company guy, and, and I love Jim Ross, and he's just doing his job. Uh, you know, when he's on his own podcast talking about WWE programming or WCW programming but then always brings it back to this is what's so great about Tony Khan and how he runs this business and this show. And it's like, he's in this separate universe. And, and again, I get that Tony Khan has done right by you, uh, but you can call some, you can call something out. In fact, you used to hang your hat on being the one who, uh, you know, figuratively speaking, used to be the one who would hang your, your hat on pointing out the warts of what the company wasn't doing. Right. Like you were all too ready to do it with the WWE. You were all too ready to do it in the Jim Herd days at WCW. Hell, you even to some level would rip on your boy Bill Watts. But you know, I get it. You're 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 old and an announcer, and you're just happy to be there. But man, you you would think if you listen Jim Ross that Tony Khan just he's just setting the world on fire. Everything's perfect. Everything's wonderful. Everything's great and he's a genius and it's like he doesn't he he, he talks about product knowledge all the time and you, you, you're not acknowledging you, you don't have you don't have product knowledge if you can't point out what's bad about it what it's mm-hmm. what's awful about it what's stupid about it you know if you can't point out that your boss is telling people that they, they if they they can voluntarily come to work in the middle of a, a hurricane passing through florida per the email that he sent, like that he had to tweet about it. He had to tweet about an email that he sent to all his staffers. Like, and you think that's good and okay. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what you're, I don't know what universe you're living in. Cause if my boss did that to me as an employee, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Why
1: like, are you tweeting this? Yeah.
2: Why, why are you, why are you tweeting this out on social media? And there, and people are defending it. He's defending it. Well, I, I said, I put it in an email. Yeah. Now you're,
1: but Maybe why tweet that, it? That a, yeah, yeah.
2: That's apparently, a later.
1: <laughs> apparently, there's some gold. There's some Tony Khan gold on Instagram that I didn't know about as well. Because, oh, oh, I didn't know that either. Because no, apparently, don't go on the grand much. Um, he was. People were complaining that you know Juice Robinson is getting a, a match against John Moxley on Dynamite. And he's like, well, and on Instagram, I guess he said, well, as I put in the copy, Juice beat him in New Japan and, and John and wants an opportunity. And then why is Bandito getting a shot at Chris Jericho? Well, as I put in the copy, it was as I put in the copy, um, you know, he's a former Ring of Honor World champion who never got his rematch, blah, blah, blah. And, and, A, if you've got to explain this, then it's not a good story, but that's been pointed out as well. I want to go back to what you're talking about with Jim Ross because here's what I would love to see happen. I don't know if it ever will, because it doesn't fit the current mold of what WWE is. I'd love to see him go back to WWE. Not because I want to hear him as an announcer, because on a good day, he's bad. On a bad day, he's awful. At this point in his life, he has called some of the most memorable moments of our wrestling fandom. But modern-day Jim Ross is just not very good. If he went back to WWE right now, he would be singing the praises He'd be calling him Paul over and, over and over again, but he'd be singing the praises oh, yeah. of Triple H. Nonstop is what he would be doing. And people would be pointing out how hypocritical he is or whatever, but they won't do it now because he's supporting Tony Khan. It's like you said before, they want it to be good, so they're going to defend it. It all goes back to what people want. It's wrestling news. Right. If you want it to be true, you'll believe it. It's like watching it, it, wrestling. If you want the show to be good, it'll be good. If you want the show to suck, it will suck. That's just what it is. It's
2: it's funny you mention that because last week's Dynamite, because of what it could be, I was like, okay, I'm going to tune in. I turn on the opening match. Watch the opening match. Good match. Finish happened and I went, Nope. And I turned it off. And you can say, You can call me out and say it's because it's not what I wanted. Um, You're right. I also, in my head, went, Boy, those fans better fucking rip on Tony and AEW for wronging Claudio Castagnoli the way they used to rip on the WWE and Vince McMahon. For the way they always wronged Cesaro,
1: and what they do because instead, they, they rationalized they, it.
2: They they rationalized how great. They started talking about ROH must be getting a TV show uh, on on or so, which I don't know. They're n- <laughs> but but that's that's what we're telling ourselves. <laughs> that's what so, we're hoping. I, I
1: mean, I don't, like yeah. people think that Chris Jericho is the key to ROH getting a TV show because Chris Jericho was the key to AEW getting a tv show we only believe chris jericho was the key to AEW getting a tv show because cody rhodes said so and the internet believed it right really it had more to do with the fact that tony khan has a lot of money and knows people and more than anything else like through you know different connections remember the nfl used to be on tnt like it's not you know that long ago that these things happened i i just you know it's it's I, I enjoyed that match too. And there's no reason for Chris Jericho to win that title. I don't believe Chris Jericho winning the ring of honor. We're totally steering off path, but I don't believe Chris Jericho winning the ring of honor world championship had anything to do with a TV deal more than it did to letting Jericho win another world title. Cause now he's held the WWE, the AEW and the ring of honor. And no one else can make that claim. And the only other person, there's only a few people on their roster that could pull that off. John Moxley, Dean, Dean, yeah, John Moxley could do it. Big Show could technically do it. Paul White, but you'd have to—he'd need to win two more titles to get there. He's in the company to do it. Um, You could pull it off with Daniel Bryan, Danielson. Actually, they could have done it Wednesday night with Daniel Bryan, Danielson,
2: right? But
1: didn't. Um, And that would have been a better story to tell. But it also gave Chris Jericho the opportunity to to call the belt the Ocho and make another T-shirt. And look, more power. Chris Jericho is still one of the best things about AEW, in my opinion. I enjoy Jericho when it's not overboard and 4 million people in his faction and everything else. But there's elements that I enjoy. That Dynamite Grand Slam was just a night of poor decisions, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, that, well, that's the thing is I I even took the time to read the results afterward because it was like okay maybe 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 I'm maybe I'm off base here and, and regardless of who you think should have won the Moxley Danielson match, which we said last week on our show we we were felt almost certain.
1: I said that, that it was a was certainty be, that Brian that it was going to be win.
2: that it was going to be it was going to be Brian Danielson and it wasn't and we were wrong and for whatever booking decision happens forward, like that's their plan. And that's right. The whole plan it. is to get they're to MJF still, as
1: yeah. champion, which and if you're going to do that, is. then put right. the belt on Sammy Guevara or Darby all in. And I'm only saying one of those two, because they were in the little tournament. They did.
2: Right. Right. right.
1: Give them a the rub um, of being champion and then have them it, lose, you know, put do yeah, some put, just, wait, Ricky Starks in there. Or powerhouse Hobbs, right. like someone who could benefit from winning and really not lose that much from losing to MJF in the long run. Instead, you right. throw it on Moxley again, just to have him lose to MJF, like, and or don't make MJF win it so soon. Like, there's so many things you could do, but Tony Khan has right. no idea how to produce quality. Ep- instead, episode, instead, television.
2: John Moxley can't take a vacation. That's right. Had to cancel it,
1: and which is why I um, thought he was going to lose. Um, the other thing I will say, because I want to get back into the topics that we're talking about. Um, sure, sure, sure. The Acclaimed win the tag team titles in the very next match. I love yeah, the you... Acclaimed. I do. Yep. I absolutely love the Acclaimed. Have yep. since they were working on Dark. When I was born, when, when COVID hit and I was sitting in my house working, I would pull up videos of the Acclaimed making their entrance. And when I was supposed to be working. like Like, because there was... Not as much to do because COVID was impacting our business. Like that, you know, that was a fun thing for me to do. Love the acclaimed. Wrestling fans, we just had WrestleMania 38 earlier this year. It's been over eight years. Wrestling fans still cling to this belief that the fans changed the booking of the WrestleMania 30 main event. They they didn't, but it's a different argument for a different time. The fans went so crazy for the acclaimed at All Out in Chicago. That this caused him to get a rematch with no reason whatsoever in New York City and Queens to go ahead and win the titles from Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. Who were barely really getting going in their title run anyway. And and it was just purely because the fans, because Tony Khan was like, oh, the fans really want it, so we must do this. Again, AEW gives the fans what they want. WWE gives the fans what they need. And saying it when Vince was in charge. It's even more prevalent now with Triple H being in charge, and and that's that's, that's that. It, Pac yeah, winning just, by cheating was stupid because he couldn't beat no. pockets, as everybody likes to call Orange Cassidy, without hitting him with a bell hammer. Like it, there's so many bad things that took place on that right.
2: night. Right, and it all and and it's funny because a lot of that stuff that you just said there got overshadowed by the arrival of Soraya. And and Who people cares? making that some sort of huge like I and that's the other thing is I don't know how many times I can see a tweet or a statement of how the next woman that's added to the women's division in some way, shape, or form will make it the strongest women's division in all of women's wrestling. And here's the thing, Greg, and I think you would agree with me on this. It's not because there's a shortage of talent. No, like at all. It's a ton of great, but it, but it goes it actually even goes back to your Meltzer tweet about WCW. You have too much talent and, and it just goes away. Like they show up, they talk. We don't even know. And the funny thing, the the biggest news that's come out of this is the speculation on whether or not this woman can wrestle or not. Right. And, and and that's like, that's not what you should have been going for if you're going to have her debut anyway. Um, but I mean, it's, it's just, it's bizarre to me. That every everything that this company does, because of this desperate need to to tell me that this product is good and a legitimate competitor to the WWE, that every decision is brilliant, is going to change things for the better, is going to make it maze balls, and, and that now they have this division stronger than any division in all of pro wrestling. Now this champion is the best champion in all of pro wrestling, which you're wrong. It's Roman Reigns easily like it's not even close no the best world heavyweight champion across any wrestling
1: company on the planet absolutely here mars there's there's no acknowledge me Uh, yeah yeah there's no like he's and he shouldn't lose the title until 2024 like it's just that good um he can lose the Raw title but he shouldn't be pinned for it Uh, but he needs to hold that universal title until he breaks hogan's record he ain't breaking Bruno. I'm not going that far, but he can be number two all the right. time. You can tell the sure. stories. You have the talent. You have the roster. It's totally good. Um, but, I, but I agree with you. It's it, – yeah, it, it's never going to – injecting new talent doesn't do anything if you don't know what to do with them. It, it just, right. It's just nothing. It, it's really – it's stupid. It's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. Let's do this. We're going to take a quick commercial break. I've already talked about the T-shirts. I'm not going to talk about them again. And um, and then we'll come back and, and talk about some ratings, do a list, have a lot of fun. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's AngryLemonade.net. We are back. It's actually a longer break on our end than it was on your end there, listener. So unless the commercials were really, really long, we don't hear them when they happen. So I don't know. So we've talked a lot about the contractual situation. We're obviously not going into the T word. We're not talking about tampering, but there was something else that Patrick O'Dowd sent me. That was said by our good friend, Dave Meltzer. This is the one that Patrick Redout had a text to me because it was a screenshot because, you know, I'm blocked by by the Meltzer. Why don't you share with the people what you shared with me said by our good friend, Dave Meltzer?
2: So earlier in the day on the 27th at around 7.21 p.m., Dave Meltzer simply tweets, Rod did 1.67 million slash 0.45. So Bray Wyatt gimmick didn't carry over for a second big number.
1: (sighs) Okay. There's a lot of assumptions in that statement. Yes. A lot of assumptions in that statement. First assumption being the fact that We really think the only reason 2.5 million people tuned into SmackDown, its highest number in two years, is because of a Bray Wyatt tease that was never mentioned on television, that the WWE didn't promote on their website or their social media. Uh, At least I don't think. I know they've released a t-shirt, so maybe they did. The IWC is not that big. Wrestling Twitter is not big enough to cause 2.5 million people to watch a program. Wrestling Twitter can shift the viewership for AEW, but it's not going to shift the viewership for WWE. So he's assuming that that's why. Not one of the greatest stories in all of professional wrestling today, Sami Zayn in the Bloodline, which is such good shit. I mean,
2: it's so so well done.
1: Like... Like like, I knew that like even watching it cause I watched it on delay. I knew that they didn't beat the crap out of Sammy cause I would have seen it on social media. I was still glued to my computer or whatever I was watching it on to, to see what was happening in that segment with Sammy's In and the bloodline. Like it's just done to, per- down to Roman, you know, nodding yes. And then finally hugging Sammy with one arm during the hug, which popped the hell out of the crowd. I mean, right. it's so good. And, and it's, it's, but no, it, the only thing that, that we think that could have attributed to it was, 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 was the tease for Bray Wyatt. And that didn't carry well, over to, to raw.
2: Right. <sighs> what What's really interesting. And what I love about Dave is that, and you know, and you don't get to see any of this. Cause again, you're blocked with Dave. I'm on Dave's feed, and Dave, if you're listening, which you're not, and that's fine. Um, Feel free to block me, too, so that we, we can't make fun of you anymore, at least through our normal channels. We'll just get uh, one of our other people to, to show us your dumb tweets. People replied to the number like they do, and he starts defending this Does in, in some amazing ways. So, so one person is like, you know, Monday Night Football being Giants, Cowboys probably hurt them as well. No, don't you get don't me think? wrong. I know football is right. I know football is always a draw, but the biggest market in New York versus the biggest national team in Dallas is probably more a relative draw than Titans-Bills or Vikings-Eagles last week, to which Dave replied, well, football always hurts wrestling ratings. Another person, and this this argument was dumb, so whatever, because they were like, maybe SmackDown is up because Raw is down. People choosing NFL over Raw get their WWE fix on Fridays now. Meltzer Maybe. was like, Smackdown, SmackDown did normal numbers the previous two weeks. And then where, the other one, where was it? Um,
1: SmackDown was up almost 20%. Was,
2: well, again, he's a. I know. But then somebody. Fi- so then so, finally, somebody is like, Meltzer out here doing what Meltzer does best, just riding TK as usual. Doesn't even consider the fact that Raw went head to head with the NFL, which he didn't. But he argues back his reply, not only did I mention it, but I gave you the audience and where it placed for the season. Nice try. Is what? Where are the NFL ratings?
1: I'm sure he did maybe like on his show or something like that. I don't know. Here's the thing. Again. But he said but he said
2: it but when he when he tweeted an hour earlier that the ratings were gonna be an hour late, he hadn't had time to do a radio show between the when the radio rings, draw like he is responding in the moment. He says that uh, viewers for football were down. He replies to somebody else and says that viewers were down, but still over nineteen million, to somebody else who says doesn't doesn't the game draw or hurt? Uh, it's it's just it's all football. Over. It's, for, full of, it's full of shit. And
1: not only that, but if you're talking about football's numbers, okay, God, there's so many <laughs> stupid things in this like it's just okay I'm pulling up, pulling up the actual data for for football right now um on cable Monday night football drew 7.7 million people on network television it drew another 10 million people so there you go you basically've got when you add it all together you're looking at a total of 11. No, 18, 17.8 million is what watched yeah, Monday know. Night Football between network television and cable television. When you remove all things football, WWE isn't sixth, seventh, and ninth. It is one, two, and three. And, and it still drew 1.7, 1.7, and 1.5 million people, the 1.5 million people being in the 10 o'clock hour of the show. I... It's 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 what happens every week with WWE and Monday Night Football. It's what happened forever since this has been a right. thing. Like like it's not like you know Vince Russo tried to convince people that you know they used to beat Monday Night Football. Beat in the Monday they Night didn't. Football. It's just it's just dumb. But it's it's again, it, it's it's you can use the ratings to spin it any way you want to. You can use the ratings to be a positive for WWE, a negative for AEW, and vice versa. Again, year-over-year ratings for Dynamite Grand Slam were down. Year-over-year number of tickets sold for Dynamite Grand Slam. Down big time. This is the argument I was going to make earlier. I have been saying all along that AEW's business model is essentially fleecing their fans. And people told me that you don't fleece people unless you're charging them an exorbitant price for a product or whatever. Well, Dynamite Grand Slam broke an AEW gate record by selling like 60% of the tickets it sold last year. How can you do that without astronomically raising the ticket prices over last year? Probably by 75%. You're ripping your fans off. You're just charging the same people more money is what you're doing. And that's not a model for long-term success because obviously less people were willing to travel on a Wednesday night. Remind you, it was more difficult to go to a sporting event last year in New York City than it is this year. There were vaccination requirements to attend sporting events in New York City last year that were in the process of being removed at that time. And now it's so much easier to attend a sporting event in New York City. Unless people were willing to do that. Now, it was the first one, so people traveled for it. They're not gonna, again, they didn't make that decision to do it this year. It's, it's, and, and, and back then we had Daniel Bryan Dennison's first match and all this. We've literally been trying to live on surprises for a year in AEW. Like, there's so many, right. we could talk for hours about this, but it was down year over year. Whereas Raw has been improving. Like, there's just a lot of, again, we can use the ratings, we can use the ticket sales, we can use whatever to tell any story we want to tell the fact of the matter is it's all stupid tony khan is is stupid and obviously he's smart okay he's he's you know has roles in different sports teams yes he got them because of of who his dad is but at the same time like he's doing it and he's got a wrestling show on television like that's again he deserves credit for that is he fumbling it? Yes, but he has a wrestling show on television. Many, many, many people would love to do that and don't. So, he deserves 100% full credit for that and 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 I think he he, you know, gets it way more than he ever should, but he does get credit for what he does. This is driving me absolutely insane. So, we are going to shift gears so we can have some fun because this is one of the most fun times of the week when we get together and just randomly make a list. Shut your dumb mouth. You just made the list. So Patrick O'Dowd, it is your turn to decide what we are making a list of. And we'll take it from there.
2: Yeah. I thought of this randomly in the middle of the afternoon and texted you and said, the list wrestling farewells could be a retirement. And I put in parentheses, Permanent or not permanent, because we know how that works in professional wrestling. Uh, Farewell from a company, etc. To which you replied literally like a minute and a half after I sent you the topic. I'm already at eight, lol. So I know you're solid on your list. I stopped after, I think, eight as well. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So we both got eight. We'll we'll definitely hit our six today. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Happy to be here. Happy to be a part.
1: I'm trying to find it. I think it took me longer than a minute and a half, but yeah, I did. So we're going to make the list. It did
2: not take you long.
1: It did not take me long at all. It didn't. And I'm really like, and there's one that I I stopped at eight and I moved on other things, but there's a ninth on my list mentally now. And there's so many honorable mentions at this point. So. Um,
2: I, I, have, I have one that I'm going to put on the list. That's definitely going to surprise you because it's me saying, it.
1: gotcha. Okay. So I get to go first. You do my number one item for the list. And I am, am not allowing the things that happened after this to tarnish it. I am taking it purely for the event itself. My number one wrestling farewell is Ric Flair's retirement at WrestleMania 24.
2: I'm sorry. I
1: love you. Everything that's associated with it. His, I hate the hall of fame. It's just too long for me. All that stuff. His, it's still one of my favorite hall of fame speeches. He's in the hall of fame speech talking about being retired the night before he wrestles his retirement match and acknowledges it. And basically says, everyone knows what's going on here. Like openly says, this is predetermined that I'm losing tomorrow. Like he, he just, the whole thing, was so great. And and yeah, it's tarnished since then and whatever it's wrestling, but Ric Flair's WrestleMania 24 retirement for me is the first thing I'm putting on the list.
2: It's, it's how you want to remember the guy, right? And I will honestly, like that's, that's the thing is I I actually just rewatched his ESPN 30 for 30, which is now on Disney plus, like they've started to Hmm. release those on Disney plus. Uh, and I don't have the big bundles, so I haven't been able to watch them all. Uh, and, you know, it is like, I'm Sorry I Love You is still like it's it's some of the best. It's arguably the best storytelling in, in the ring in the last decade and a half. So good choice. All right. So my first uh, my first choice is actually going to be a um, is going to be a promo. Uh, It is going to be from the Nitro era. It is the Arn Anderson, my spot promo where he officially said he was done in the ring uh, as a performer. And they wrote a storyline uh, where he hands over his spot in the Four Horsemen to what at the time made a hell of a lot of sense as a Absolutely guy fill that role in one Kurt Henning and then even Eric Bischoff today will say it was a mistake to go in the direction that they went with um by putting Kurt in the NWO later. But and, and you know and a lot of people remember the dog spot, liver spot, mockery promo the following week. But that that uh that my spot Arn Anderson was like the rock of and not The Rock, like the the character of The Rock, but like he was a foundational piece of WCW. Like you know, he worked one year in the WWE with Tully, but you know, from Crockett to to Turner, right up until he just literally couldn't go anymore, um, he was it. And it was, and it's a real like go back and watch that. It's it's surprising. It's way more emotional now to me watching it than it was when I watched it in the moment, because oh, it was I did have the same of respect for arm. Yeah.
1: Like, it was so absolutely, that's real.
2: my, that's my, that's my, my first choice for a farewell.
1: So my next farewell. And like I said, there's so many on this list and I, I mean, again, it's not a top six. It's just a list. So I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do. My next Fair. one is Mark Henry's false farewell. on Monday night raw when he used it to attack John Cena, eventually becoming a world champion because he got a lot left in the tank. It was perfectly done. It had everybody fooled except for why he would come out during a John Cena promo to retire, but it still worked. We all bought it. He was wearing the pink jacket and, and it was one that still gets quoted today, still gets memed today and is basically a part of not just wrestling history, but wrestling lore. And and so for me, Mark Henry's false Very Well is on the list.
2: Very nice. As you said, this is our list. And it's time for me to surprise Greg DeMarco with my next pick. Okay. CM Punk's final match at Ring of Honor.
1: Wow. Wait, the first one or the second one?
2: The first one. Okay. The 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 one where he thought he was really gone forever. Um. Uh, at least I hope I'm getting this right. You first are. one was when he wrestled. Um. This is where he worked Cabana, right?
1: No, that was his real retirement. The first one was when he worked, uh, when he won the title. Oh no, no. From Austin. Not Harris.
2: not that you not that you all buy it. No, I I'm talking about the one he worked with Cabana, like his real. His oh, real his passion. actual
1: not his, his actual, actual last night in Ring of Honor. Not his fake last night. His
2: real last. Not your favorite CM Punk stuff. Right. So, kids, there was a time where I actually didn't hate Phil Brooks, Um, and you know, a a long time ago in a 2004 far away ish sort of (laughs) time. And there's there, you know, a lot of guys have come and gone out of Ring of Honor and its heyday, and you know, and everybody knows that, like Brian, like I, I watched the Brian Danielson farewell tour. When he worked like the five different, match. I watched him wrestle David Richards in Boston. Uh, loved that, but the goodbye that Ring of Honor gave CM Punk on his final match when he wrestled Cole McManus with, like, and the streamers were always a thing, but the visual right. uh, of him walking into the ring, him working with at the time his best friend, <laughs> my how things have changed. I know, right? Um. It was it was really well done. It was a very good moment. It was a very good, you know. It was a good match. It was a it was an emotional match, and it I thought it was a for the guy, and at the time it was a perfect farewell. And I think that farewell actually still kind of holds up, um, and just in terms of of what it what it did and what it meant to do, and and it was like he was heading to the WWE, and people were sad to see him go, but happy for him at the, at the yep. same time, and that's what. We always thought was the magic and that's still the magic to me about watching independent wrestling is being able to remember them from from when mean he to was the say, great like, hope. I saw them there, yes, he was absolutely,
1: and then he made it he did and that night when he won the world title when he cashed the money at the bank, like even Gay Polsky was like freaking out on social media, like it right. was a thing, so yeah, yeah, the night that he fooled everyone, I love um. So much that MJF not only ripped it off, but now turned it into a t-shirt that he's going to make money yeah. off of. And I'm sure that'll piss CM Punk off even more. But good. I don't care. Um, great choice. Absolutely great choice. So there is a good chance that a lot of really good farewells are going to be left off this list. And that's fine. The, this is not meant to be a top six. It's just meant to be our six. Because right. I am taking the personal leeway of putting something on the list purely because I want to. Because in 2018, the current greatest wrestler in the history of our sport Entered a professional wrestling ring I might actually get emotional talking about this And informed the world that he had to go away because his leukemia came back And returned in, in 2019 and, and ended up wrestling Drew McIntyre at that WrestleMania as a big baby face because he had returned from leukemia. Um, and, and I didn't actually have this one on my list, the list of eight that I have in front of me right now. But then later in the day, I was like, wait a minute, like there's this. It was a farewell. It was a temporary farewell. Um, and for me, you know, the day that I was diagnosed with leukemia, I took to, on, on my phone – Googled Roman Reigns leukemia to see which kind of leukemia he has. And he has chronic myeloid leukemia, which means he still has it, which is the same exact one I do. So I am taking one that may not actually be in the top six of all time. But for me, I can't not put it on the list because it's our list. and, And this is my portion of the list. And so therefore, I get to put whatever I want on it. So Shawn Michaels, be damned. I'm putting Roman Reigns on the list for personal reasons. And I'm allowed to do that.
2: That's, that's fine that you can say, Sean Michaels be damned. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to clean that up on the backswing for you because we can't not put the final match of, well, the quote unquote, what, what I will call the final match of Sean Michaels career. Uh, because we were there, we were there. We Watch that match for WrestleMania 26. We were there. Um, uh, to watch, the not as good as the WrestleMania 25 match between him and the Undertaker, but still a really good match. The sequels
1: and aren't usually comp- as good anyway, so it's okay.
2: But but that moment when he's on his knees and he pulls the thumb across his throat and says, "Finish me and do it right," uh, is a great moment. And you talk about you talk about kind of the whole encompassing. It was you know we went we went to Raw the next night. We went yeah. to the Raw after WrestleMania the next night, where he you know, gave his like goodbye speech and the undertaker came out, and you know, tipped his cap, but I'll never forget. And you, you quoted him as well um, in that speech when he says, you know, will I miss, will I miss it? And he says, Nope. Will I miss you? He says, yep. And and that's it. And he, and he says goodbye. And and you know, whatever he, you know, he didn't, he didn't have like the whole locker room come out. And, like, surround him or anything like that. Like, a couple of X glow sticks on the stage as he walked out. Like, that was... And then Triple H came out off air. Yeah. Right.
1: Because he was a big heel at the time. Right.
2: So, So... yeah, I could not put Shawn Michaels.
1: That was what I had to remember. We were there. Now I we could have put there, I could have so. put Shawn Michaels at number three, but I really wanted to include the Mark Henry one. And I had not decided right. if I was gonna put Roman on over Shawn Michaels. So so before no, we what, Oh go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No,
2: no, you were you were gonna say something.
1: I'll say before we Easy. go and put these in order, I kinda wanna run down some of the ones we left off. But sure, let's absolutely. do commercial number two really quick. Okay, what were you gonna say before I did that?
2: I, I was I was gonna jump into honorable mentions. So okay, I think we were we were just not, we were on the same page.
1: So let's do the honorable mentions. Um, I'll just go down mine. You can go down yours. I had Triple H at WrestleMania 38, even though it was so simple, and and he just put his boots down and, and did his thing. Um, I had the Juichen Liger retirement tour. I had JBL at WrestleMania 25 who loses to Rey Mysterio in 20 seconds and then just says, I quit and actually never comes back and wrestles again. Like that's the amazing thing about it. Yeah, he really did He's actually really. Um, Trish Stratus who won the women's championship for Mickey James in Toronto. Unforgiven,
2: Unforgiven 26. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I had Trish and Lita.
1: Uh, maybe it was Lita who she won it from, not Mickey. Tr-
2: James. Tr- Trish and Lita in unforgiven 2006. He wins She wins the yeah. title. Lita was the champ. That's very, thing, very yeah. rare. win on the way out.
1: And then I had two for The Undertaker on my list. I had the Boneyard match, which I thought, despite the fact that it had to be cinematic, and that was WrestleMania 36 and all of that, that was one thing. And then I also had, and and again, this is our list, and and we can swing things however we need to, I had, I guess it's not really The Undertaker, I had The Streak on my list. The -hmm. WrestleMania 30, the night that Brock Nelson ended The Streak, to me... That was a farewell to the streak, and in um, the end of that. So that's what I had as my honorable mentions. What did you have? Well,
2: I had uh, I had Lita's final match with Mickey James, uh, and, and actually, you you uh, you caused Lita and Trish from Unforgiven in two thousand six to get bumped by not taking Shawn Michaels. That's how that okay. fell off of my list. Um, I also had uh, Stone Cold versus The Rock WrestleMania nineteen uh because that is the end of stone cold steve austin in the ring uh even though he would be around in various personality uh um promos and stuff like that uh, from there on out and then i had batista versus triple h in wrestlemania 13 where trips rips out batista's Nova ring uh and you know batista had batista had a lot of memorable quit he had a sit on the sit on the ring and yell I quit moment that's also quite memorable but
1: I thought about that, that he one.
2: got to go that that he got to come back and work you know a match again with one of his best friends in the business and and actually make it like a, a, a kind of an intense little feud um, and got to go out uh, against Triple H at WrestleMania 35. I, I, he
1: ruined Rick Flair appreciation month. night Ric Flair didn't yep. appear at Ric Flair Appreciation Night because Dave Batista went in the locker room to get the crap out of him and then was screaming, give me what I want, which is another gift that right. will live on forever. So yep. yeah. I I think that's a good one too. So I really do enjoy the uh that one. All right, so now oh, we'll go back I, to the list.
2: I, 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 hold on, oh. hold on, Greg. One more, because they're gonna yell at us if we don't. Okay. Randy Savage versus the Ultimate Warrior okay. at WrestleMania.
1: Yep. That is true. That is true. That, that is, is one that people were. That, that
2: poor, that poor soul crying in the audience who became a gift that never dies, as well. When, when Savage and Elizabeth got back together, um, <laughs> totally. It's right. A long time together. ago, man. That
1: was, that was that was thirty-one years ago.
2: All right.
1: Insane. Uh, they, that uh, was that long ago. It, we it, they did not get back uh, together. No. Shut your dumb mouth. You just made the list. So now we're going to take our six and we're going to put them in order. We have Ric Flair at WrestleMania 24. We have Arn Anderson's My Spot promo. We have Mark Henry's False Farewell. We have CM Punk's last match in Ring of Honor. We have Roman Reigns leaving for leukemia. We have Shawn Michaels' last match at WrestleMania 26. So as we do with the list, Patrick Goddow will go first. I will go second. We will alternate putting these things in order one through six to finalize this week's version of you just made the list. So go for it.
2: I I got to take your number, your, your first choice and, and make it the number one, because that is still a match to this day. I'm sorry. I love you. Still gets me emotional watching it. You know, Ric Flair is crying in the middle of the ring before he loses. Like oh, yeah. when he's standing there with his pistol like crying he is, when he comes he out done, yeah, he is, he is, he is so emotional and, you know, and Sean was perfect and was the absolute right guy. It's so, so good said,
1: that all, good all the crap that's happened in the 14 years since hasn't tarnished it. That's how good it
2: right. is. Right. It's that it, you're absolutely right. And that match is, you know, not good. Like Rick wow. can't do a bridge. He, he's Sean Michaels literally kills himself. Yes. Jump like doing doing high spots, and Rick's not in the right spot, and he, like he face plants on a moonsault.
1: Same Sean Michaels would we'll retire two years oh. later, right. after having to retire once before. So yeah, that that does make total sense. Speaking of Sean Michaels, I am going to make Sean <laughs> Michaels WrestleMania twenty six number two on the list. So you get number three.
2: I do. My number three is going to, uh, again, be a surprise. I'm going to take one of my own. I'm going to do CM Punk's final match in ring of honor. All
1: right. Giving Phil some, some love tonight. I am giving Phil some On love. On show, which Mark does down. not happen. Then <clears throat> I shouldn't, but I am.
2: Do
1: it. I am do going it. to make Mark Henry's. I got a lot left in the tank. I'm going to pick it over Arn Anderson's and I'm going to make that number four.
2: Hand over Roman
1: Reigns. I just I assumed that was going to be number six. Oh, okay,
2: because it is. It's going to be number six. <laughs> R. Anderson's My Spot promo will
1: be number five. Yeah, so R. Anderson's My Spot promo will be number five. That means number six will be Roman Reigns leaving WWE to continue his fight with leukemia. You just made the list. Number one is Ric Flair's retirement match, WrestleMania 24. Number two, Shawn Michaels' retirement match, WrestleMania 26. Number three. CM Punk's truly final night in Ring of Honor, although he came back for one random one-off, but whatever, that didn't count. Number four, Mark Henry's false farewell beating up John Cena, got all left in the tank. Number five, Aaron Anderson's My Spot promo on Nitro. And number six, Roman Reigns informing everybody he has to leave due to his fight with leukemia
0: gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good.
1: So we haven't discussed the three-minute warning, and, and the three-minute warning. I'm going to go completely off the board with a story that that is is kind of funny for me. Um, there, there's backstory behind it. If people saw my post on Facebook from friday uh thursday night i woke up in the middle of the night and heard some noises went to go check them out fell asleep on the couch listening to my air conditioner die um and and so uh the ac went out and it was out friday saturday they finally came out and looked at it needed a part that part wouldn't because as most people know the first day of fall was this week and when fall hits the distribution companies for AC parts are no longer open on the weekends. So literally had this happened a week before they could have gotten the part same day and fixed it. So we had to wait until today actually to get it fixed. So there was more than one night in a hotel room. There was this net. So the wife and I were eating dinner after an IZW event on Saturday, our second one in Coolidge, Arizona, which is one of our small town events. And we were eating and we we're like, what are we going to do on Sunday? And so I was like, let's go see a movie. Movie theater is always freezing cold, right? With no AC, it's 100 degrees. It's great. So I pull up the thing and I look and, and lo and behold, Avatar is out. The original Avatar. The three-hour long Avatar is out. And what better way to get out of the heat than sit for a three-hour long movie at the movie theater and watch Avatar? Plus, you've got previews. Plus, they went out to eat beforehand. And then, of course, they, they checked in the hotel that night. All that stuff. So we sit down to watch this this three-hour long Avatar. Now, I saw Avatar 13 years ago when it came out in 2009. And I could not stand that movie. I thought it sucked. Everybody made a big deal out of it. It was supposed to be this great thing. Visually, it was impressive. Nowadays, it's just like every other movie in terms of being impressive. I, I hated the movie Avatar. So we go. We watch this movie Avatar. Now, I don't know the exact date that I saw it the first time. And I don't know if that was a bad day, if I was in a bad mood, if I was tired and three hours too on to watch a movie. I have no idea. I absolutely loved Avatar on the second viewing 13 years later. I actually got into the story. Now, I'm a different person 13 years later. We all are. But I actually very much enjoyed the story of the first Avatar movie and everything that they did. And, and I think I hated the movie so much I forgot anything about the humans because we're watching the movie and I'm like, this is all this human stuff I forgot about. And I actually thoroughly enjoyed Avatar upon the second viewing 13 years later. And now I'm, you know, somewhat excited for December when the second one finally comes out. Thoughts?
2: Play my music, please.
1: (laughs) Oh, that is so perfect. That is beautiful Awesome. i came to okay there's a price to pay tough for you to get down on your knees okay i came to okay I, I, I guess
0: you had a dream came okay i came to I came I okay
1: so let me ask you a different Dude. letter. why
2: It's Dances with Wolves with Aliens. It's a White Savior movie just dressed up in this Avatar gimmick. Like I think the story in it in its total is dumb. Uh I yeah. It it is still visually stunning. Uh and the ride at Disney is pretty nifty. I I, I checked that out at Walt Disney World. That's kind of fun. But the movie I, I the first time I the first time I saw the movie, I actually couldn't finish it because the 3D technology is so much of a strain on my eyes, and uh, with my glasses, it actually hurts hurt me to watch. So I had to do a I did a rewatch like after it was you know after it was out of the theaters and available on on the Blu Ray in its infancy, and yeah, I found it I found it boring. Uh, when I first watched it, Me and, too. you know, and and all the way through, and then the the, the plots and the subtext are just—it's a very typical, like I said, it's a white savior sort of story. So there's these native peoples that are faced with this horrible problem that can only be fixed by the dude who helped cause it, and it's like it's a story that happens all the time. It happens in Dances with Wolves, um, is the other kind of big big example. Like nobody can save the Native Americans except for the white guy. And so nobody can save the, the big, tall monkey blue people, except for the white guy, even though they like, it just, it's, it's a, it's a racist tale as old as time. And, uh, I don't don't like it. I'm sorry. I'm happy you enjoyed it. I'm happy you enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoy the shape of water or the way of water, (laughs) the way of water. Yes. the, 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 fish people, um, who swim and fight over unobtainium because humans are back and stuff like go for it. Uh, I, will. I, I will. I will not be in attendance.
1: I. It's funny, you know, the whole white savior concept is very interesting to me because I have long said that all the issues that members of the LGBTQ community are running into are solely be, the biggest influencer who can help fix that is the straight white dudes because we're the problem, and when the problem can turn into the solution, that's when things can really change. And
2: well, there's a, there's a difference between accepting a people and yes like like he he like it's cultural appropriation man like he he becomes like literally like becomes one of them it's that is very different it's, i hear what you're saying
1: no i get uh, it because
2: it's it's about being an ally versus um right. disempowering a people by by trying to solve their problem well-intentioned white people
1: yes that is true that is true can sometimes also be the problem. So, but again, that's my story. I enjoyed it 13 years after absolutely hating it going here thinking I'm going to hate this, but I don't care because it's nice and cold and comfy and I'll probably fall asleep. And then I watch this movie. I'm like, God, I really like this. This is weird. Um,
2: It's fine that you do, by the way, are you happy that I've embraced my music now that I just say hit my music?
1: I mean, it makes sense. Like it's at this point, it's been so long since it's been almost three. It's probably been three years since we had that music. So, I, I mean, wouldn't. why the hell not? So
2: I haven't even dropped a K GIF on anybody in a long time. Like I've, I've been
1: good. No, nah, we haven't, haven't even yeah. used the Rock and Kevin Nash in a while. Like, well, we haven't back.
2: really had a we have we haven't had like a real spat
1: on it's the Twitter because we're where like we, where we're the opportunity has people. arisen and we under you know it's it's, true. It's, it's
2: we're, we're not it. even K faving it though. Like we're not. Like, we need to make up an argument.
1: We can do sometime <laughs> I'm, I'm going out of town Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So maybe after I get back, we can, we can All right, we'll figure it out. So my kids are 14 and 16. Okay.
2: Oh yeah. Damn.
1: I know it's, it's crazy. And they, it's a bi-week for, for the football team this week, which, which impacts both of them. Um, and, and and we were trying to figure out, like, we wanted to go somewhere over fall break, but there's actually games over fall break. So we can't do that. So we decided we're going to go somewhere this week. So we're like, we'll go to California. So my wife and I are out to dinner one night. And she's texting them. And she's like, here's some options. What do you want to do? The 14 and 16-year-old, mainly the 16-year-old, chose Legoland.
2: Huh. Legoland
1: right. is. It even says like when you're buying tickets at Legoland, it even mm-hmm. says this is intended for ages two to twelve. Right. It actually like, says the,
2: that. the the little O'Dowd at the median age of ten, um, good to go. In fact, in fact, when we when we do our Walt Disney World trip, one of the places he has already said it's not even Legoland. He just wants to go to the damn Lego store. Oh and yeah, get some more land. Like that's the goal. We're going to Disney Springs.
1: As you can imagine, there's a giant Lego store in Legoland. So,
2: Oh, I bet. I, he's, he has brought up the, the one that they have opened in New York. Uh, I have had to explain to him that that is not a drive I want to make. Um, but we'll probably end up doing it at some yeah. point because my life it's sucks.
1: Fun. It's fun. So, sure. So we're going to Legoland. That's going to be fun. Nice. So as as I record this. Have a good vacation. As I record this, the family is right upstairs. They're eating dinner, and they can hear me. My wife is saying that I'm being overly dramatic and did not absolutely hate Avatar 13 years ago.
2: Can you just let her know that I did absolutely hate Avatar 13 years ago? I can and let her know that's just, that, that, that Patrick that, O'Dowd that, didn't that And actually, whatever, her opinion is null and void, because she didn't know about the monster at the end of this book. So, whatever. <laughs> How? <laughs>
1: I don't and because, because we talked about this okay <laughs> she's saying no I okay. don't we're now arguing over I need to send her the Kevin Nash gift and she can send me the rock gift <laughs> if she knew what it was so I we talked about the monster in this book and she made a good point when she was a kid her mom was reading them novels like Stephen King books and stuff like that and and which is why um She's, 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 she's claiming that I didn't like it, but I didn't absolutely hate it. So, um, and We've
2: moved saying, on from that argument to problems about her. So if you, just <laughs> to, if you want to clue her in on that part. Like, Which she's, that? And,
1: and that, then that grew up to she read novels to our kids. And, and they would literally love laying in the hallway at the house we lived in. There was literally their two bedrooms were across the hallway from our bedroom. They would all lay there. They would all read. Harry Potter. They couldn't watch the movie till they got through a book. Like it was all this big, huge thing that they did for years to get through all seven books um, and, and eight movies. And and that was grown by her, you know, the way that her her mom read to her. My mother read me the Monster at the end of this book and made voices with my stuffed animals, which I now do with my own children and make voices with their stuffed right. animals. Right. So obviously, we're what both normal parents. By our parents. Do. Yes. Well, again but well, it given our children the best of both worlds so i'm down with it i
2: i i will say this the, the little O'Dowd uh was on chapter books yeah relatively early as well like he he's tore through uh the percy jackson okay uh rick Reardon. and like not just the percy jackson books like that dude has written like 15 books plus another Three, eight, like it's ridiculous. Like he, we're on book like number seventeen or eighteen of this dude series. So I, I hear it. I also feel like maybe there was something a little missing from from the the Mrs. DeMarco's childhood, and that she didn't know what the monster at the end of this book was. Like I actually, I
1: found it. I found it on Amazon. I you can still buy, buy. it. It's yeah, like three dollars. Like it's crazy. Yeah, and... don't
2: turn the page. I'm telling you, there's a monster at the end of this book.
1: And then Grover, oh my god, you turned the page. You turned still, the page. I still remember like what mom reading to me. Like, I don't have like a bajillion great memories and stuff like that, but like that one like sticks out. That's like I, as soon as I saw that picture on Facebook, I was like, it's like Greg DeMarco. This well, is your life. And I
2: feel bad because I tried to send her there, there was a t-shirt making company that had a shirt that with, with Grover on it. And I don't think it went through to her. I think it just sent her like the website. So I don't know that it actually got through the way that I, I wanted think she to. She showed get me through. that
1: and, and yeah, I think um yeah, oh well, it happens. But
2: yeah. The, the image character. that I saw, there I, I didn't just arbitrarily send her that site. Like it had the monster at the end of this book as the shirt. That's well, you had just why.
1: recently interacted with her anyway about the whole band books thing. So that right. makes sense, which she is a tremendously advocate of Tremendously huge advocate of reading banned books, so I. Uh,
2: oh yeah, read banned books, kids.
1: That's what she, uh, pff, she. This is the person who was a former, you know, an English teacher for seven years before she became. This is the principal for seven years, so yeah, I get it. Um. All right, so there you go. I think we're done, man. I think that's the show. Th- three minute right, warning was twelve minute warning, thirteen minute warning at this point, but really this good is a marathon stuff. Marathon show, man. This was an hour and twenty three minutes and counting. That that's not normal for us. Yahtzee whatsoever the past few have been longer ever since we g- reduced the number of people <laughs> the length of the show has been longer um, and I the hashtag mean, Miranda I mean, things show change, has stuff happens yeah and the hashtag Miranda show has been longer and, and again the long-term plan is to go back to a three three person booth it just hasn't been possible time-wise so all I'm right that's did. gonna do it for this week's edition of the Greg DeMarco show There is an I in Patrick, but there's no one, not an I in wrestling realist, but it is W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. I'm at ChairShot, Greg ChairShot, MediaChairShot.com. Look, you you know all of it. Just like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. Tell a friend. This show was a lot of fun. You know, all different things, right? We complained about wrestling news and, and how the media tries to push things. We had a blast making this list. And then we had a lot of fun talking about Avatar and, and books and, and everything and, and giving people an opening into the personal side of life. So since we're an opening into the personal side of life, happy birthday to the lovely and talented Mrs. O'Dowd tomorrow, um, today, when people are listening. I'm sure you guys will have a great time eating fried foods at the big exposition and oh, yeah, we will. At, at, at the big the Big E, I, you know, it's funny too because when the wrestler Big E came out, like that was the first thing I thought of, and you
2: know, he's he's acknowledged more. that, like oh, he, yeah, he sure. tweeted about it one year. It was great.
1: I think I remember that, and, and and I'm sure you know Big E. I mean, I would love to see him at the Big E, like Big E at the Big E is something Big e at
2: the Big E. You you, you just need to need, make that happen,
1: needing our lives. Like, oh yeah, they definitely should. It's like how so SmackDown this past weekend was in Salt Lake City. And I know, yeah. um, someone who, who works there and, and goes, has to go to a lot of events and he had to go to SmackDown. He did not know that the fan XCON was also in Salt Lake City. And he was like, my God, all these people, what's going on? And there was like hotel switching and everything. Said person also had a good laugh about certain things that get reported by the news sites. That is just completely and totally wrong. Um, that I can tell you off air but it involves a certain product. So, yeah, there we go. Very nice. Nice try, though. Anyway, we appreciate you guys listening. Enjoy the shows. Hashtag Miranda Show. Come up later today. Uh, I think we're talking about NXT. I don't even know, but it'll be a lot of fun. So listen. And, uh, yeah, until next time, well, let's just end the way we began. No, we can't because I don't have that soundbite anymore. Huh. Oh, well. I guess I'll have to find something else to play and say. you know, I hate the fact that I got rid of all those soundbites. bites.
2: Like you-
0: Question. Yeah, what's your name? My name's Dave. Okay, Dave, what's your question? How confident are you heading into the qualifying match as you've never beaten Von Wagner before? Who the have you ever beat Dave? You think that was a five-star question? How many tails have you ever made? Have you even been in a ring? Every time I punch Von Wagner, I'm going to think of your stupid, smug face. Now that...
2: It is a teachable
0: moment! Yeah! yeah! yeah!